You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that knows the Snyder Cut won't be any better, if not worse. I'm Josh. I'm Sam. <laughs> I'm Cody. And I'm Samantha. You, you okay, Sam? <laughs> Ugh, darkness. <laughs> Sam, why do, why do you have a gradient? Ugh, I'm in sepia tone. Yeah, your color grading is really bad. It's terrible. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it out! (laughs) How have we not done that before? (laughs) (laughs) It's only taken us 277 episodes. With this, Nerd Overload is evolving. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Good good job. Thank Sam. you. Thank you. So uh so yeah, guys, do you have anything you want to check out? Cody, anything? Any riverboat grambling? Any any check em outs? Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> This might be why we don't have a, a soundboard usually. <laughs> I feel powerful. Here comes Viacom's lawyers. <laughs> They've got something they'd like to like you to check out. It's a cease and desist. Wait a minute. Did you? What did you say, Cody? No, no, not again. Please take us out of this spiral. <laughs> All right, the novelty is worn off now. <laughs> is there anything else on that soundboard? Or is oh, there's just... a few things. Oh, no. <laughs> now the game is trying to trigger what the other thing. That's the it. Is. That's it. Oh like, yeah, it's like Pee Wee's Playhouse. It is. The secret word. <laughs> What's the secret word of the day? <laughs> uh, we well, did. We did say we would talk about that Pokemon DLC. Wait, actually, we didn't. That was we on didn't. A- that was on the lost episode yeah. that we recorded and then lost last week. So thanks for sticking around from uh, from two weeks ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's talk about the the Pokemon DLC, the uh, Isle of Armor, because uh, it came out well two weeks now, two weeks ago now, and uh, we've all had a chance to play it. Or Josh, have you had? Nope. Okay, well. You can talk about it. I don't care. That's there's, okay. You're not missing much. There's nothing to spoil because there's little to no story content. There's almost no story. It takes less than an hour to complete what little bit of content there is. And then it's just catching all the Pokemon that you didn't get from the game the first time around. I mean, how expensive was that DLC? It's like 35 but it has a second part coming in. Yeah, so it was 15 basically. That was basically 15 mm-hmm. bucks to get an extra 200 Pokemon into your uh, game. I- they sold it like it was it was going to be super fun and excellent and all but, sorts of stuff but there was going to be story content and, and like, i mean i guess there is kind of a little bit of story but just like the barest bones slapped together and the island doesn't have anything on it it's got two towers and a dojo hey, and- hey guess what it's just like that fourth island in sun and moon yeah. Where where there's nothing there yeah. because they ran out of time, maybe. We got a forest and two caves, and we've just scattered a bunch of garbage items everywhere. Yeah. It sucks. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna go out and I'm gonna say I think it sucks. So, it's so, so it's a, a bummer. So yeah. there's a crack in the armor. Yes. Yeah, I would say so. The it's 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 a bummer that they only introduce two new Pokemon into the whole thing. Everything else is pre-existing ones from previous games. The only one they do is uh, Galarian uh, Slowpoke and Slowbro, which mm. they already introduced a few months ago, and the mythical, the Kung Fu Kung Fu Bear, Kung Fu Panda. Mm. And they really push him on you. Oh, like, man. Oh, hey, you're your new best friend, Kung Fu. It's your new best friend? Hey, forget P- Pikachu. Put him in the garbage. <laughs> It's all about this kung fu bear now. And they, they're, I was wondering how are they going to balance this? And they don't. Yeah, since anybody could come into this content at any time. Yeah, their answer was just not to try to balance it at all. It's, it's very clearly post game content. You pretty much have to beat the first, the main game Hmm. before you go into this because everything is balanced to level 60 and the, the tower is balanced to level 70 to get them to evolve. But when and they when they give you Kubfu, he's level ten. So I guess you just go grind mindlessly if you've already beaten the game. Pretty much, yeah. Because there's nothing else to do. There are no battles on the island yeah. other than random wild Pokemon. There are no trainers on the island itself. Other than getting this this mythical, what is the point? That uh, uh, you can get your butt kicked by a whale lord. Yeah, there's a humongous whale lord. It's like a it's a size accurate <laughs> in the ocean. It's That's humongous. Like level eighty. Yeah, it's 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 beefy. Nice. I like the new character, the the wannabe poison gym leader, because she's a she is a stinky brat, and I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have that because I have shield. So mine is that top hat wearing dude bro psychic, who is also a whiny brat, who I'm. I'm almost positive they just swapped out genders in the dialogue and made them the same because he is also a whiny brat, but it's not endearing at all for this psychic wearing a top hat. <laughs> it's not endearing when you're a wannabe magician. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Does the poison trainer tell you once you get to the island, oh, no, there's no more room at the dojo, so just go back home. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, then it's the exact same dialogue. Oh, Does it- so it's uh, Will Arnett from uh, oh, Arrested Development. Yes. It's Jope, yeah. <laughs> They're not tricks. They're illusions, Michael. <laughs> They're illusions, Michael. <laughs> I want to do the rest of that joke, but you probably have to cut it. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, man, I'm kind of glad I haven't gotten it then, because it sounds kind of like meh. I wouldn't even bother unless you really liked Sword and Shield a lot. Uh, well, yeah, I think you're safe to to hold off until the second half of the DLC mm. is released. Because if that second half is good, then it might be worth it. Mm. I'm sure it's already done and it's the same thing. Oh, probably. <laughs> but at least the at least the new one has Galarian forms of pre-existing legendaries. Like it has uh, oh, yeah, Articuno it? and Zapdos and Moltres, yeah. and there's two new. Reggie's. There's Reggie Electric and Reggie Fizame. Reggie Pizza. Reggie Pizza, Bigfoot Pizza. (laughs) And Reggie GameStop. Yeah, Reggie GameStop. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So would you say that's an anti-check amount then? Yeah, I I would not give it the seal of approval. Oh, I don't have the seal of approval backwards. I only have it forwards. Quick, someone review something that's good. 
Uh, have I done anything that's good? I don't know if I have. <laughs> have, you, have you been a bad, bad boy? I have. Oh. Been a nasty boy playing John Romero's Daikatana. Oh, God. Okay, yes. Okay. Tell me tell me all about Daikatana because once upon a time, we tried to do a couple of Let's Plays and we got one episode into Daikatana and it was nigh unplayable. Oh. It- so... Tell me about it. I discovered on the internet the other day that the community, the Daikatana community, which is a thing that exists. The big sword community. Yeah. Had created a patch that makes the game playable, which is a good way to put it. It's playable now. Start. Yeah. It's a a move in the right direction. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it makes it, you know, almost good. Like, it's a fun, like, B-movie style romp first person shooter now. Oh, okay yeah and it is so ridiculously overly ambitious mm. there's about like six or seven levels of cyberpunk japan mm-hmm. that it that looks like it could last the whole game that way uh but then the big bad guy uses his magic time sword to send you back to ancient greece oh and nice. suddenly the game is ancient greece themed huh. all the weapons are different the health pickups are different. The armor pickups are different items. All the bad guys are new. Wow. That get just, just a complete 180. Like the char- the characters, the player characters are the same. Mm-hmm. But like it really changes a lot between the two time periods. Oh, that's interesting. That is that's really kind of that's really kind of neat. And I he- I just remember having so much trouble targeting those bugs in the first level yeah they're still it's still hard to see the gray frogs on a uh, brown swamp and uh, a green green flies on green swamp water <laughs> <laughs> but like you could tell they were really trying to do something with it and the like the npc characters they are they are still very rough you have te- you have teammates right that you kind of have to guide along you have to basically hold their hand through certain parts of the level but they're better than they were before and well, now i'm pretty sure they made them invincible because i've never seen them die oh okay <laughs> well that, that's good because that's like an instant game over if they die right yep yeah if if superfly johnson or makiko ibahara die <laughs> at those any are, point those are amazing names yeah at any point you would just instantly get a game over but now they they're invincible and they have better but still not great pathfinding like I'd have to. I'd be walking along, and all of a sudden, it'd be like, "Well, where'd Makiko go? I got to backtrack to find what she got stuck on. It was the door. I had to close the door because <laughs> she was stuck running into it." <laughs> but it has uh. a level up system with stats and stuff, which I never realized. Really? Oh, Because I never played it long enough. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if you kill enough bad guys, you get to distribute a stat point in one of your stats, and there's one that makes you attack faster, one that makes your attacks do more damage. Can you put stat points into Big Sword? Actually, <laughs> Big Sword levels up independently of your character. Really? You can oh, level okay. up the sword five times, and it starts glowing and shooting sparks everywhere, and like. Excellent! Excellent! It's an ambitious game that just kind of didn't make it. Well, it's cool that they're going back and, or fans are going back and trying to fix what was not quite there, but at least the the outside framework. Yeah, and there's a lot of like bold, ridiculous choices, like well, sure, cyborg frogs and cyborg flies. Yeah, I remember that. Rats with rocket launchers mounted on them. Nice. (laughs) 
<laughs> just imagine like this little rat with a rocket launcher on it and just shoots back because he can't handle the force of a rocket. <laughs> you get like like the weapons in ancient Greece are like a like Poseidon's trident and like a uh, it's a, it's a death frisbee. Oh, it's like <laughs> it's, a it's like crawl. It's a discus. Glaive? Okay, gla- well the glaive the glaive was in crawl, but it's probably called a discus because that's what yeah, it was a, in yeah. Greece. They gave it a name, like Damascus Discus or something. Mm. Mm-hmm. But just like cool stuff like that. Like, Oh, right on. Just... Does it have Kratos' uh, Blades of Chaos? No. Well, then they <laughs> failed. <laughs> well, Cody, would you say that this is a seal of approval? Would you give this the show seal of approval? Uh, begrudgingly. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you like 90s first-person shooters, this is like the last one there was. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I never heard of it. It's it's just neat to be able to find fun in something that was so maligned. Yeah. No, that is that is really cool. That is cool that they've that they've gone back and and worked on it. Well, I'll tell you what, I can do my uh, my uh, check them real quick. I talked about this last week. I'm going to do a truncated version of it because you guys have heard this already once. I watched the first four episodes of Stargirl from the CW network. The short version review of it is it's good. It's not great. It's not perfect. It has some issues. Mainly the costumes look like subpar cosplay costumes. But the story and the lore that they put into the show is good. The acting is, is good overall. It gives me some Once Upon a Time Season 1 or Heroes <laughs> vibes. Hey, Heroes Season 1 was great. Heroes Season 1 was really good. Every Heroes was good up until the writer's strike on Season 2, and it never recovered. But uh, but no, uh, Stargirl, the whole deal is it's a teen superhero with her adult stepfather sidekick in a town where all of the people of power are secretly supervillains, but it's all DC Comics characters. So if you know anything about like Golden Age characters like the Icicle <laughs> and the Magician really creative names <laughs> and they actually they actually put a hat on that they mentioned a couple times that oh man these guys they just they can't come up with names for anything <laughs> but it's uh yeah you can kind of go through and pick out what each character is and and who they're supposed to who be. they're supposed to be it's really cool uh the actress that they got to play star girl for she was a nickelodeon kid for a mm. while i think so the acting's there uh luke wilson's surprisingly good and he's in it quite a bit huh. i I really thought that he was stunt cast for the first episode and then was going to kind of disappear. He plays the titular character's stepdad slash uh, robot uh, driving uh, sidekick Stripe. Um, I really thought he was going to disappear after the first episode and then kind of show up at the last couple episodes, you know, because he's a big name. He's a, he's a big name. He's a movie guy. He's he's kind of a movie guy, but no, he's consistently has the B plot in every single episode, hmm. and it's really surprising. Also, the actress uh, Amy Smart is in it as in a fairly big size supporting role. She was in Crank. She was in oh, what was it? Starsky and Hutch. The mm. um, the Ben Stiller. The one. Ben Stiller one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was. It's really good. The special effects. RCW. Their CW level. They put the smaller effects. They do really well with, and when they're being creative with it, it's good. But then you get shots with uh, Solomon Grundy, which one deep pull from the comics, and two he looks like 
a CGI test for an Avengers movie, like before they put all the shaders and <laughs> detail into him. Because Solomon Grundy's basically the Hulk. He's like undead the Hulk. Yeah, he's big gray zombie Hulk. Yeah. He, he he wants pants. He was born on a Monday. Born on a Monday, yeah. Solomon Grundy want pants. <laughs> Solomon Grundy want pants too. <laughs> but uh, but no, that doesn't look great. But like some of the uh, smaller effects, Stargirl's staff glows and basically has a mind of its own, and ha- it has really good effects to it. The first villain they go up against is a guy named Brainwave, and his whole deal is he can lift things with his mind and also read minds. So his acting consists of him just standing in one spot and looking menacingly (laughs) while uh, cars and street lamps and stuff fly around him. And when it's moving quick and it's all shot in the dark and there's heavy shadows on it, it looks fine. It's serviceable. It's passable. But yeah, definitely worth checking out. At this point, I think they're up to episode six, so I'm a couple behind, and they're only doing 13 for this first season. So I'll be interested to see if they go into following um, following storylines after this first season, or if they're just going to end it after one. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I liked it. That's pretty much I mean, all I've been checking out. <laughs> I was surprised when they said they're bringing it out because it's such a you know a, a not a no a super known well. Or well-known character. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's kind of lesser known, but it's an it's a good way for them to introduce golden age, like 1930s, 40s based characters with a modern twist. Because um, the whole show is about legacy. Yeah. It's all about Stargirl finding the next generation of these characters that all basically died in the first episode. Yeah. So it's a way to get old characters and kind of refresh them. Plus the series is based on a comic called stars and stripe, which was written by Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns is a big comic book writer and he's also kind of the liaison between DC comics and the, uh, Warner DC, uh, television output. Yeah. Basically and and movies, both, but he's more, he's more in with the TV than anything. He has more of a hands-on thing with the TV. He actually writes a couple of scripts and, uh, Stargirl was kind of a passion project for him. His, uh, not to get serious, but the character of Stargirl is based personality and looks wise on his younger sister who passed away in TW flight 800. So it was kind of a, it was an, it was kind of a memorial to her when he wrote the comic. And it's always been kind of a passion project for him to have this character show up in some, in one form or another. So, um, I'd say she's not a super unknown character. She's like a a B C tier superhero. Kind of, yeah, I would I would say so. I would say so. She's in a lot of Justice League action episodes Mm -hmm. and Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, well, well, she has a really unique kind of look. It's to people who have not read the comics and are just kind of looking at a picture first glance. She looks like teenage Captain America with a staff instead of a shield. Yeah, and I can (laughs) see where they there's a draw for that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's a good it's a good show. I I, I dig it. It's well, I'm definitely. Glad you, I'm glad you dig it, and I'm glad out. I'm glad they're you know kind of pushing for you know, shows that may not be as successful because it doesn't have like the big name hero or whatever. Right. Well, they they kind of tested the waters with that with uh, Black Lightning. Yeah, I feel which. I think it's good that they gave Black Lightning his own show because he was one of the first. He well, he was the first uh, African American character to headline his own book in DC Comics. Yes, and that's good. Uh, so it makes sense that he's the first character to headline his own yeah. his own show. But um, 
they kind of took a risk on that one. They did. And it's I haven't watched a ton of it, but I've heard it is basically standard CW. It's there's yeah, they have something there, they there can is do. A, and... There's a level of quality with CW, which is ho- weird to say. say. To admit, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but there's there is a mark of quality when it comes to the CW DC shows. They are at least pretty okay at at bare minimum. There isn't a bad one in the bunch. In my opinion, of the ones I've seen, I think Arrow is kind of the Arrow was a proof of concept, and they were really too concerned with not having superpowers and not getting too goofy and not getting too comics accurate by the time they did the flash which would which i think was the second yeah. series yeah because flash initially... flash and supergirl were almost the same well, no because flash came first yeah because he because he guessed the, it the character guessed it on an episode of right backdoor pilot yeah it was almost like a which is one of my favorite things in television by yeah. the way yeah <laughs> which is like you know it's they kind of threw out there and it's like oh yeah my name's barry you know i'm a a forensic uh you know guy and it's yeah. like it's like wait a minute yeah hey, hey. yeah but the flash was really the first one where they're like okay let's super, get weird superpowers <laughs> costume comics accurate com- uh costumes let's get weird let's talk about multiple universes and time travel in the first season let's just blow it open and and now we're at the point where we're getting like full-on like they have green lantern's lantern like the cl- yeah. golden age alan scott old school green flame Man, green lantern when they, when they brought in golden age flash with yeah the stupid helmet i was like oh that's perfect i was like oh man i like this show oh i love it i love it when they when they when they lean heavy into the goofy that's why i like legends of tomorrow i don't talk about it much but i do i keep up with that one and, it, I, and i like it quite a bit i've watched a couple episodes of that it's pretty good it's it's pretty good and it's interesting that they're able to kind of pull characters from pretty much whoever because and, you know time travel yeah pretty much yeah time travel universe travel whatever plus captain cold is great <laughs> should we almost got a wonder woman show called amazon around the time of arrow too i know that adrian padalecki yeah it wasn't was, that one it wasn't that one because i saw the the pilot for that one and that one yeah it's not, uh not sucked good. on ice oh yeah but there, there was almost one called Amazon that was mm-hmm. by the Arrow people in the same vein, but Wonder Woman, and it's like that would have been kind of cool. But that would have been kind of cool at that point. It might have been a little bit too grounded as well if they would have come out with it at the same time as Arrow and not the same time as Flash. True. Uh, same with um, we almost got an Aquaman show, uh, Mercy Reef, but this was based around his um, Smallville. Yeah, um, I I remember yeah. I remember seeing bits of, uh, like it sounds like a soap opera, almost like it kind of was, almost like a pilot trailer yeah they did a they did a like a, a mini short yeah of mercy reef and i think Stephen amell was like a minor character in that I series as someone i don't remember it wasn't he was an arrow but he was somewhat i think honestly until arrow i didn't even know who Stephen amell was yeah but i think that's most people but it's actually funny uh, i've been going back and watching episodes of new girl and i didn't realize Stephen amell showed up on the first season of new girl a couple huh. of times i didn't either <laughs> yeah he is the he is the uh, jerky uh celebrity boyfriend ish of um the main girl's best friend i don't know any oh. of the names on yeah. the character yeah. cc uh, yeah yeah he shows up a couple times hmm. as in that as i mean basically uh, hey i'm steven i'm celebrity steven amell how are you i mean uh, jared uh Padalecki or whatever his name is uh he was in gilmore girls 
for like the first season pretty heavy <laughs> or so. He was uh, not the mom, but the daughter's character's uh, boyfriend oh. for a long time. Oh, I never watched was Gilmore jerk. Girls, so. It's an okay show. Gilmore Ghouls. Gilmore yeah. Girls. <laughs> that's, now, a, that's a show I'd watch. Yeah, I'd watch Gilmore Ghouls. <laughs> yeah. If they were just like a goth mom and, a, and her goth daughter. <laughs> No, monsters, full blown, oh, yeah. full blown monsters, but Gilmore Girls. <laughs> one's a one's a Frankenstein, one's a vampire, one's a wolf. I could see the guy who owns the diner being the werewolf because he's gruff and stuff. You know, <laughs> when I was watching OKKO, OK is and that they... his name, Gruff and Stuff? <laughs> no, his name's Luke. HR Gruff and Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> a nightmare inducing ass puppet. <laughs> We're gonna have to start talking about Frankenstein. Frankenseinfeld here. <laughs> what is the deal with fire? It what, bad. Yeah, what deal with fire? It bad. <laughs> Frankenseinfeld is my pitch for a television show where it's Seinfeld, but all the casts are uh, universal monster versions of themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's TM, fan. TM, TM. Yeah. There, there's art. It was a whole, like, inside joke on our on our group chat. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah it, was a whole, it was a whole day. It was great. <laughs> well, he was supposed to be doing math. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Yeah, oh. yeah, I was putting off trig homework, but hey. Hey. <laughs> you have been a bad boy, Cody. <laughs> Kramer's the werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> He's got fleas, Jerry. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, hey, let's go ahead and take a break here, and when we come back, we'll get into some news. That was the Check It Out segment. <laughs> Check it out! Bye. 
we're back. That was uh, Pokemon by Weird Al. Because we started off with a lot of Pokemon talk, and we're about to get into some more. Yeah, we're going to get into some uh, some news, right? Yes. It's the news. <laughs> that was a great news thing. What Thank was you. Was that from something? I have no clue. Okay. Man, I I'm just like... found it. I think it's. I think it's a, a public domain. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I heard that in RoboCop. I don't know. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> oh, God, I love that movie. We need that sound clip. We do need that sound clip. Yeah, give me a list of sound clips. <laughs> yeah. Hey, email us staff at nerdoverload.com. What kind of sound clips do you want on the show? <laughs> Because the soundboard's not going anywhere, yeah, and I can I can put ninety nine of these things in here. So <laughs> a community driven soundboard. That's right. Anyway, let's talk about some Pokemon stuff. We already talked about the uh, the DLC for Sword and Shield, but there was a, a couple of videos uh, here in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, they highlighting some new games. Right, two separate live streams announcing a variety of. Pokemon related. related material. Arguably, one of them could have not been needed. Can, can they could have put them all together into one video. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I have a theory about that. We'll get into that in a and, minute. And the game that deserved the most time wasn't the separate one. But. It definitely was not. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about them. First up, let's talk about the uh, the one that's out right now, uh, Pokemon Cafe Mix. Oh, is it, it out now? just came out today. We're recording right. this on Wednesday. Uh, just came out today. Actually, it, like last night. Oh, it was last night? Yeah. Okay, well, close enough. It's out by the time people are listening to this. But it is a uh, puzzle game. Kind of an interesting um, take on the uh, puzzle league kind of thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a matching game with like a spin. You do a spinning motion while you're matching. Right. And the, the conceit is you run a cafe or like coffee shop for Pokemon's. Or run and, with Pokemon. Or with, with for, and buy Pokemon's. <laughs> and it is uh, free to start. It's on iOS and Switch. Mm-hmm. And and Android, right? I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but no, I haven't had a chance to try this one yet. But uh, I, I mean, probably it will it download it this weekend. It yeah, looks cute. Looks, looks fine. Yeah. You, Samantha, you played it a little Barely. bit. Barely. Last night. <laughs> Two rounds. It's fine. <laughs> you can tell us that it does indeed run on the Switch. It does. Yeah. Oh, good. But I was good. like half asleep, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like touchscreen, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Switch. So no TV mode. Okay. Oh, you can get your grubby little fingers all over your switch. Yeah, oh, I hate using the touch screen no. on the switch. I don't want to mess with it. No, it's not. It feels weird. It, it does. Like, it feels weird and bad. Protector on it, but I still died. Like, yeah, nah, nah. Nope. All right. Uh, next up, uh, this is probably the biggest news of the three things we have here. I guess there's four. We didn't put it on the board, but there's a uh, Pokemon toothbrushing oh, thing yeah. for small children. I forgot about Pokemon Smile. Pokemon Smile. It's I, no, I you did do try, have experience. I do have experience. I did try this one last week, and it does what it says it does. It's it is definitely a, a an app for very small children to teach them good toothbrushing habits. habits. The art style is pretty cute. It's uh, pretty non-standard. It's really simplified. Um, so you basically get uh, use the front-facing camera on your phone, and it puts a Pokemon on your head. And the better you brush your teeth the easier it is for you to catch new Pokemon. It's only the original 151, which is fine, whatever. It's, there are no ads, there's no um, DLC, there's nothing to buy. It is solely there to for children's. And that's cool, that's kind of a neat thing. 
I'm not going to keep using it. <laughs> I used it for one day and took some embarrassing photos of myself with toothpaste dripping out of my mouth with a squirtle on my head. This should be the cover photo for the episode this week. It should. It should. <laughs> it might. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, but no, it's it's good for for the kids. It's a good app. I would I I would you know if I had children okay. I would use it. For they get children. to learn how to brush their teeth and they get to be indoctrinated into the world of Pokemon. Exactly. <laughs> What's better than that? Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me think of that South Park episode. The Chimp Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's a classic. It is a good one. All right, uh, who wants to tell me about the uh, the new Pokemon Snap? Yeah, that was the that was the coolest thing that I the think big that one. they announced is a new Pokemon Snap game mm-hmm. is coming to the Switch. Pokemon Snap, if you remember or weren't born when it came out, don't 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 say those things. <laughs> Please don't say those things. It's a uh, a photography game about Pokemon where you rode around in a little like wagon and took pictures of Pokemon as they went by. It's uh, almost like a theme park dark ride where a, you're taking a little bit. pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, instead of capturing, you're taking pictures and then you get uh, you get Scores. them graded, scored by uh, uh, Professor Oak. And he tells you whether they're good, bad or wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a it was such a good game on the 64. I went back and played it the other day. Yeah. Because it'd been so long. It, it is. It's a weird game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's structured weird. Like you unlock new levels by like interacting with the environments in the previous levels in, in a specific ways. Way. Yeah, yeah, and like you get new uh, tools just by getting enough points or taking enough pictures of different Pokemon. Like, you could throw apples and bonk Pokemon on the head. Yeah, it's a lot of just throwing garbage at Pokemon. <laughs> like it's real weird. Yeah, it's a jerk safari. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, this new one for the Switch looks really cool. I'm I'm excited to see them put a bunch of new Pokemon into it. Yeah, I didn't know that the little vehicle. I forgot that it was called the Zero One. Z- yeah. So in the new one, will it be the Zero Two? Because there's the Darling and the Franks joke in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's yeah yeah. I'm I'm excited for it. You know, I didn't have it when it was on uh, the the 64. But uh, I would uh, I would pick this up. Yeah. Why not? Next thing you know, they'll talk. About, they'll they'll bring back Pokemon Coliseum for some reason. <laughs> there there were rumors about the the second direct thing, huh. whatever, a video today. It was someone was suggesting it might have been Coliseum, but no, no, it was much much worse. <laughs> Though I feel like in the current in the current landscape of Pokemon games with online and everything, you don't need Coliseum. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. That's anymore. true. Yeah, that's, you're that's, not good. the whole conceit of Pokemon Stadium and Coliseum was bringing your 2D Pokemon into a 3D game and fighting yeah, your friends. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But now you can do that all in one place. So makes sense. Makes sense. So this uh, fourth game, third or fourth or whatever, I've lost count. <laughs> uh, this last game that we're going to talk about was announced today. It had its own separate video, its own 10 minute video uh, that I got about 30 seconds into and said, "No, this is." 100% not for me. Yeah. Uh, so it is called Pokemon Unite, and it is a League of Legends style uh, MOBA <laughs> ripoff clone. Ugh. It literally looks like League of Legends, just with Pokemon Okay, on it. explain what a MOBA is in a, like a minute or less. <laughs> Good a luck. Massive, I, yeah, I don't even know. It's, it's garbage. 
It's garbage is what it is. Like I can, but... I know a mobile when I see it, but I couldn't tell you what that means. Yeah. It's a massive online battle arena where different players control one character and work as a team to complete the objective, be it destroying towers or whatever, and pushing the other team back to their base. You know what? That's that makes a lot of sense. And there's a lot of uh, like stuff, red and blue stuff moving around on. You the got screen a, the upper, like, the upper lane and the lower lane, yeah. and the yelling. jungle, jungling, yeah. and lots of yelling. Yeah, <laughs> top is getting fed. I don't know what that means, but I know I got screamed that at once the one time I tried it. Uh, I don't know what that means. Feeding means you keep dying to the enemy, and they're scoring off of your team because of you. Oh, so you're feeding the were other you team. The, were you the top? I was not the top. Oh, well, top top is the lane that like there's. See, a, I know there's tops and then there's bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, there are. And now you could say that Pokemon have tops and bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready for a kid to yell at you for feeding the lane, and this time your war turtle when you do it. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> MOBAs are, they're just the worst type of game communities, <laughs> I think. Yeah. They, 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 if, you, if you've ever wanted to get screamed at by a 14-year-old, MOBAs are the way to go. I didn't even think people still really even played them. Oh, God, yeah. Do they? Mm, it's still a big thing? Legend yeah. is a, Leg, League of Legends is a huge... Dota. I and guess. Dota, yeah. I'm not even sure how much they how much they play Dota 2 anymore. Yeah. I, know Le- I know League is the most popular one. League has all these like online tournaments that make a lot of money. It's at every convention these days. There's a the there's a large PC gaming section in the back where mm-hmm. they have League of Legends tournaments. And yeah. There's a lot of characters that all look like they came from a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It gets even worse with the, with the random skins. Yeah, it's 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 bad. It's bad. But uh, so I will definitely not be trying this, even though it is free to start. But the main reason, I, you know, I MOBAs are not my thing. But the main reason I will not be trying it is because it is being developed primarily not by the Pokemon company, but by a company called Tencent, which is uh, backed by the Chinese government <laughs> and own uh, a fairly large stake in Almost every game company. <laughs> Almost every entertainment yeah. product. Yeah. Like, I mean, and it's it's kind of gross, and I uh, I don't want to get into it too deep because I don't want to get conspiracy hat. I don't want to put on my tinfoil hat about it, but they keep buying up, like, stocks and stake and, like, everything. They own, uh, they own a good chunk of Blizzard. They own... They own, like, 1.3% of Blizzard. But enough for them to have... Uh, pretty significant sway over what blizzard does yeah. i mean anytime blizzard does anything dumb or stupid it's usually 10 cent telling them to <laughs> blizzard activision um well they own 100 percent of whatever uh league of legends riot riot they own 100 percent of riot they own 100 percent of riot i know they own a big chunk of ea they own a, a sizable chunk of ea they they own like a percent of ubisoft yeah yeah I think there's an NBA team that is partially owned by Tencent. <laughs> Isn't it the um, the Suns? I don't, I don't know. Something. You're out of my wheelhouse with that one. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of weird that this uh, this company that I mean, if you go back far enough, they get their money from the from the Chinese government. Take that for for how you will, but it's weird, and I I don't want it in my Pokemans. <laughs> I don't want it. I learned today that Nintendo has a 19% share in uh, Bandai Namco. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, you know what? I guess that kind of makes sense because uh, Pokemon. Oh, what was it? Uh, uh, Pokken Pokken tournament was Bandai Namco, which they showed some of that at the beginning of yeah. this. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was the thing, and it was pretty cool. And actually. Pokken tournament yeah. was pretty fun. There was a pretty sizable uh, community, fighting game community for uh, Pokken. They should have at one point uh, did another one of those instead of uh, Pokemon Unite. They should have, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> the the net code is like garbage so you can't hardly play it online yep that's 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 nintendo yeah well in japanese fighting and games japanese in fighting general. games yeah <laughs> i i read the other day that a lot of street fighter 5 players have pulled out of evo since it's online only now because it's on un, it's nigh unplayable yeah online yeah it's it's bad news uh go home and be a family man and that's what they're gonna. Well, they're gonna go home and and be a Skullgirls fan. <laughs> <laughs> Play the horse one. Play uh, fighting them fighting hurts. Them fighting hurts. It's it's gonna be at Evo. It's gonna be one of it's, it's one of the sweet, main ones. It's a sweet game. Yeah, I they did a bunch of updates to rebalance the single player, and I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, they they well they're getting ready for Evo because they're they're in Evo. Skullgirls is Evo. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Eleven has a surprisingly good netcode for for what it is. Well, because it's designed for our crappy uh, yeah. infrastructure. That's that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Is the game designed for America's bad internet infrastructure, or is it designed for a tiny, tiny island where every internet is good? <laughs> Pokemon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got just a little bit political off of Pokemon there. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you know. It That's rolled like, naturally. It's the, yeah. way, it's the way it goes. All right. So, hey, let's do some quick hits because uh, there's some bigger stuff on here, but we want to do some quick ones. Uh, first up, Bill and Ted trailer. This was big news last week. Not so big news this week. Still kind of cool. Definitely worth mentioning. The first trailer came out. I love it. I can't wait. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm oh, very yeah. excited. Yep, for Bill and Ted Face the Music, the third in the Bill and Ted trilogy. Oh, yeah. Super, super stoked. Have you guys watched Bonus Bogus Journey? I yeah. have never seen Bogus Journey. Really? Oh really? man, I've the, seen the first one. I never saw Bogus man, Journey. Man, the Reaper is like one of my favorite characters. Reaper, the Reaper's great. I hope they, I hope they don't bring back Station. Station. Uh, Bogus Journey's weird. It is like, weird. It is. It is like Bill and Ted get killed. Yeah, and they go to the afterlife. They they, they go to hell. They, they go they, to heaven. They do a whole Dante's they Inferno. An yeah. They do a seventh seal thing. <laughs> Cody, I think you'd really like Bogus Journey. It's this, it's goofy. It'd make a great no, I haven't seen that, but now that I've said that, we'll probably we'll never, probably we'll never, never do, do it. it. Yeah. Yep. All right. So next up, uh the son the guy who's been running the Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter is uh is gonna be moving on to Greener Pastures. The Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter has been kind of awesome the last handful of years they've been very uh self-aware very self-aware but kind of subversive a little bit he's stopped running tweets past uh sega of japan and just decided to just kind of run it like his own personal twitter where he was kind of pretending to be sonic (laughs) and uh it was a lot of fun and i and i really kind of mark a lot of the resurgence of sonic to that to that twitter account and yeah. like and like all the jokes in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, <laughs> Son- in the Sonic movie and Sonic Boom. There's actually a Sonic Boom is the the show, the cartoon. It's very funny. It's really funny and really self aware. It like a, it's surprisingly good. There's a lot of good jokes in there. Mm-hmm. If you just look up like a 
supercut of the all the good jokes in it. Like, yeah, it's it's worth like your I, time. I saw the one where like Knuckles actually has like a really like on point kind of moment where he talks about something and they all just kind of look at him and goes what i'm not just a meathead <laughs> yeah oh no it's really good and they break the fourth wall quite a bit but uh but no the uh they they have some new folks running the twitter and they've been doing a pretty good job kind of keeping it online but we'll see we'll see where that goes if, if it's soul is still there mm-hmm. yeah. there's a new unscripted muppets show coming to disney plus yeah the like a trailer just dropped for it today and yeah. it didn't doesn't really explain much the the joke of the trailer is that they're legal. Their new lawyer Muppet, that's a beaver. He's a legal beaver. Yeah. Um, is not letting them say a lot about it. But... Should have been Sam the Eagle. Yeah, the legal, the legal eagle. eagle. <laughs> that would have been a better joke. But and Kermit didn't sound right. No, he doesn't. He. I don't think Brian Henson is doing the voice now. Oh I think no, it's, it's 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 literally the guy that voiced Constantine in Muppets Most Wanted. They. Where the joke was he couldn't do a good Kermit the Frog impression. Oh, yeah. That guy is Kermit now. And he can't do a good Kermit impression. (laughs) That sucks. Because Uh, they fired Steve Whitmore for no good reason. Yeah. But, uh, but no, it's, um, I, you know, I'm, I'll give it a shot because it's the Muppets. I love the Muppets. You gotta give it a shot. I mean, we gave the last one a shot. I I liked the Muppets. Oh, yeah. ABC Muppets was excellent. That was super good. I liked that one quite a bit. It started off rough but good, and it only got better as it went. Yeah, they just didn't give it a chance. Yep. But uh, but no, that one's definitely worth worth it. I'll give this one a chance, but it's like short form. It's it's like sh- shorts and stuff. It's yeah. not like a long form I, show. I don't understand why it's unscripted. That seems... It's because they don't know what to do with the Muppets. Yeah. It's, it's because they know that that's a beloved franchise. It's a beloved franchise, but they don't know what to do with it because Jim Henson, he was he was ahead of his time and he was... He had a brain for this stuff that no one has been able to match since his passing. I, they've had some high points. Muppet Christmas Carol was good. There's been a couple things, but Muppets Most Wanted is one of my favorite movies. It's it's good. It's, it's one of my favorite like recent movies. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but I don't I don't know. They just they just don't seem to know what to do with the Muppets, and a, that's a shame. It's a killer soundtrack, too. There's a lot of really great songs oh, there in are that some movie. Good ones. I feel yeah. like Muppets now is kind of like Looney Tunes now. Like, they were huge and culturally, culturally relevant to our time, you know, when we were younger. Yeah. And everybody knew them, you know. You go instantly go, everyone knows what that is. But now it's so few and far between, it's almost like people don't care anymore. Yeah. Although the Looney Tunes did just get a new series on hbo max and they're also going to be in space jam 2 yeah but space jam 2 i feel like it's just a money grab for nostalgia oh absolutely space jam 1 was just a money grab (laughs) for nostalgia's sake yeah (laughs) yeah hey remember michael jordan hey remember bugs bunny yeah (laughs) hey you remember that 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 mcdonald's commercial where they played basketball against (laughs) each other that's right that's what inspired the movie was was a mcdonald's commercial yep Mm -hmm. that was it (laughs) Um, I hope the writers of Space Jam 2 go very meta with it and like lean into, oh yeah, we know this is just a cash grab. This, <laughs> we know that this premise doesn't make sense. The original just, movie was bad. Yeah, it was that's a it. bad movie. It's, it's a bad movie for like, chumps and like, we're going like, yeah. to make fun of it. Like I watched it recently 
like real recently and i was like oh man i it's, forgot how terrible this it's is. very bad Ooh, it's yeah it's rough. but it's so bad it's good it's like entertainingly it's en- bad it's enjoyably bad <laughs> yeah. absolutely yeah yeah it's definitely entertainment junk food that's yeah. for sure yeah. All right, a uh, couple more uh, quick we got, hits. We got to hit Min Min. We got to hit Min Min. Let's talk about Min Min on no, Smash. No, Min Min will hit you. Well, that's with her, with her big long arms. Yeah. Min, ah. Min Min, the ramen shop girl from ARMS, is the newest character in Super Smash Brothers. Uh, a good pick. I called it. You did I call it. say that. I called it. You did call it. She, yeah. did, she is visually the most interesting character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's Twintel. More but... unique. There's Twintel. She's the most visually Twintel unique. Twintel is the most visually interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yep, she's got a big butt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Min Min, though, is the most visually she unique. Is. Yeah. And palatable, still palatable looking. Palatable because mm-hmm. she's got ramen arms. Yeah, and she doesn't, she, and she's not Helix. <laughs> if, uh, yeah, that that weird, uh, that weird pervert. I hate Helix. Who can't jump, so you couldn't put yeah. him in Smash Brothers anyway. He, he yeah, he couldn't jump. Um, Springman and Ribbon Girl are too generic. Yeah, I feel. I think Min Min was a good mix of interesting. Ninjara is cool, mm-hmm. but he is also just a ninja. He's just a ninja. Yeah. I mean, we already have Greninja. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a good pick. I'm glad they finally got someone from ARMS in there. Um, I will try the character out. It is, judging by the mini direct that they had, it is not typically the type of character that I would gravitate toward because she plays very much like Dulcine from Street Fighter. That is not a character that I typically go for, but I'll give her a shot and we'll see what happens. She looks like a character that I'd wish I was good with, but I won't be, like yes. Little Mac. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I yeah. am absolutely terrible I know, with Little and Mac. And I want to I like Little Mac so much because I love Punch-Out, and I love that he's a Smash Brothers character, but, oh, no, I just I can't. I just get knocked everywhere because yeah. he has no air game. He has no air game. Min Min also <laughs> looks like she has no air game. She has no air. Like, the air recovery doesn't give her an extra jump in the air. It's... Her her up B is strictly just to grapple onto ledges. That sucks. <laughs> That's almost as bad as Incineroar, where his up B jump attack actively makes him like rocket to the ground. <laughs> yep, it's bad. Yep. Uh, okay, Michael Keaton might show up in some ba- uh, DC EU movies. Sure, as older Bruce Wayne or something along those lines. I mean, he's one of the greatest live-action Batman, so... That's cool. Also, Kent State alum. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What? Yep. Kent State alum. He Kent. went to Kent State. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Along with Drew, Drew Carey. Carey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't Jeffrey Mark Dahmer. Mark Mothersbaugh. Yeah, Mark Mothersbaugh did. Right, yeah. Hmm. So, basically all the cool people. All the cool people, you know. <laughs> You no, got I your learned, Keaton, you got your Drew Carey. You I got learned a party recently going. that some like serial killer or nasty man went to Kent State, and I was like, oh, they don't talk about that one. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I forget who it was. Uh, but yeah, Michael Keaton might be coming back as Batman. That's that's cool news. <laughs> I, I don't have much else to go with yeah, it. I, it's just cool. He's a good actor. Why not? If we ever get movies again, that's great. That's uh, exactly. <laughs> 
Remember movies? Yeah. Remember movies? This yeah. is the point of the show where we always say remember movies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Crash 4. They're making a new Crash Bandicoot game. Yeah. Crash 4, It's About Time is the name of the is game. the name of the game. And it yep. is also about time they made a Crash Bandicoot that was new <laughs> and also good. How much you want to bet that Crash is now going to show up in Smash? Crash for Smash. I... Well, this game isn't coming out on the Switch, so I don't know. Persona. Persona 5 didn't show up on, on the Switch. And it continues not to for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd be awesome. I'd be all for Crash in Smash. Mm-hmm. But uh, this new Crash game acts like all the games after 3 didn't happen. Like, they literally call out the, the, old, they call out the bad games in the trailer. <laughs> like, there's, a new, there's some new mask character... And they're talking about Neocortex, and she's like, how many times have you guys fought this guy? And Coco goes, three. And then the new mask is like, could have sworn it was more times than that, but oh well. (laughs) That's awesome. So they literally throw all those stinky ones under the bus right there. Excellent. That's good. That's good. (laughs) And it does just look more like regular Crash Bandicoot, linear levels, platforming stuff. Cool. Uh, no open world shenanigans. Oh, awesome! That was they had an inter- interview. It was it was uh Geoff Keeley. Ah, oh, yes, and, the, the Dorito Pope. Yeah, and the <laughs> guy at Toys for Bob, the company that is making it, and Keeley said something about open world, and I'm like, oh god, I hope not. That sounds awful. That does not sound good. And then the guy working on the game was like, no, it's it's linear. It's like the other games. Good. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, the guy really seemed to understand what made those games good. So, you know, it seems like they've got the right idea. Awesome. All right, and last thing I want to bring up here, this is kind of a local-ish news. So, (laughs) (laughs) So there's a petition online that wants to rename Columbus. Our our capital city. Our capital city to Flavortown. In honor Birthplace of... of Guy Fieri. <laughs> uh, I say do it. I'm in, yeah. I mean, he's the butt of a lot of jokes, but he's actually a really he good seems, dude. He seems like a really cool dude. Yeah, he, he helps, like, restaurant workers all the time, and when there's ever a disaster, he feeds a bunch of people. Yeah, he, he's really big into uh, LGBT stuff, uh, sisters, uh, gay, I believe. And he's donated like a lot of money to that. He's a and he's like a he's like a legit good dude. Um, With a terrible fashion sense. Well, yeah. yeah. I think at this point, it's like it's like he doesn't even like it anymore. It's just part of his persona. It's, 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 it's his expected, brand. Yeah. yeah, it's expected. If he showed up not looking like Guy Fieri, then not looking like the lead singer of Smash Mouth. Yeah. Have you seen that picture where someone edited a photo of him to make him look normal? Oh yeah. It's yeah, I've weird. seen that. It's it's weird. Uh, well, I mean, frosted tips and <laughs> I mean, he's cooler than Christopher Columbus. Well, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but that's like, not saying much. That's not yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, I'd like to, one day in the future, I would like to say, hey, let's all run down to Flavor Town and uh, hang out for the day. Man, I wonder how many like you know all those restaurants and stuff. Let's go to the art museum in Flavor Town. <laughs> I feel like this is like this is like the city equivalent of Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, uh, it kind of is. The 16-bit in Flavortown. <laughs> yeah, let's go to 16-bit in Flavortown. 
Let's go to the Greater Flavor Town Convention Center. <laughs> Let's go to Flavor Town and get some Jenny's ice cream. Yeah. Oh, oh, Jenny's is always a trip to Flavor Town. Oh, sh- oh, absolutely. Oh man, good that sounds stuff. really good. <laughs> it does. I wish there was one local. Yeah. Oh, mm. the closest you can get, I think, is Worthington. <laughs> yeah. I really wish there was somewhere good to get ice cream on the on the uh, Meyer end of town. The town, uh, the end of town where I live. There's nowhere to get good ice cream. Go to the Jersey. It's That's not on that... the other side. No, of it's town. not. No, That's it's very not. far away. No, it's not. I gotta get on the highway. No, you don't. I gotta turn left near the at the speedway. No, no you don't. <laughs> All you gotta do is head straight down 95. And turn right at Forest Lawn Boulevard, and you're there. Oh, that's like that's like three to five lights. Ah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we better wrap this up quick. My computer's about ready to restart. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram <laughs> at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline and uh, leave us a message that we can play on the show or just talk about on the show. Uh, the number is 586-372-8020. Give us those uh, soundboard sound uh, suggestions. Soundboard sound suggestions and places where we can get good ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, also find us on various uh, podcast apps like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. And uh, lastly, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Uh, no fart sound suggestions, though. We, we don't need that. No. <laughs> <laughs>